sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. All right, let's roll. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Brenson. I'm on the grid, and so is the Raging Redhead, Cam uh, Stewart. Of course, uh, we're on the clock, as always. We've got some Game Time Decisions uh, to make. We've got a Major League uh, Baseball game going on right now. As we speak, uh, the Astros were up uh, 1-0, but we've got a tie baseball game uh, right now, Cam. And, um, you know, it's my favorite uh, My favorite uh, part of the show is let's guess uh, who Cam is on. <laughs> And, you always uh, get my, it right. My guess <laughs> it's not much of a good. Raging redhead Cam Stewart is on. Let's let me let me shake my uh, my eight ball here. All right, shake shake. Okay. Says Cam's on the Rays. Says yes. The Rays. <laughs> You're like the contestant on the game show. I'm gonna have to kick you off soon. Marenzi won Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday next week. We need some new content. <laughs> it's like Ken Jennings on Jeopardy. Can we get anybody else on the show? He's always winning. You got it, buddy. And that was a big home run there. And I'll tell you, Houston got out of a real jam there. That kid uh, that they started throwing smoke. There was a, a, a bases loaded ball right to the wall, Gabe. That all. Almost went over. That would have been really good for us Ray backers, but we'll take it. We just got to run 1-1. Should be an interesting game, and uh, obviously uh, we got the big Dodger game tonight, too. A lot of fun. I like the, the Ken Jennings uh, reference, the greatest Jeopardy player <laughs> uh, ever. Remember, was it last year or two years ago, that annoying guy kept winning every day uh, on Jeopardy? Uh, well, but you're no Ken Jennings because we no. don't even remember your name. And yeah, remember though, <laughs> listen, I give props to the guy. The guy's a trivia guru, that dude, whoever his yeah. name was. Uh, Boozenholder. Yeah, Boozenholder, thanks. Good call. James Budenholder, good call. So um, remember we heard though, professional sports gambler, professional sports gambler. I've been in the gambling <laughs> scene uh, for 30 years. I've been on the air for 18 years, all right? I never heard of the guy once in the gaming scene. Me you? neither. I've never seen his <laughs> no. picks. I've never heard of him. I've never seen him on a show. Never. I've never yeah. read a column. I've never heard anyone ever say, who's Boldenholzer on this week? Did he move a number? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, but I, I hear, like, you know, like, who's Billy Waters and the crew on, right? Like, who's, yeah. you know, you, you'll hear, right, who they on? Who's the syndicate on this week? Yeah, I never hear, like, oh, yeah, who's he on? Who's the guy from Jeopardy on? You know, I'm, I'm, who's Dr. Bob on? Like, there's who's Teddy Covers on? I never hear who's the guy from Jeopardy on. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how his capping service is, uh, is going, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless. Uh, so uh, we've, got, uh, we've got the Dodgers and the Braves coming up. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw on the Hill. There's been a lot of talk about Clayton Kershaw over the years about his postseason disappointments. I think it's somewhat overrated a bit. Uh, but nevertheless, he's going to be judged. Um, he's going to be judged um, by what happens today, Ken. I mean, really, like his entire career almost comes down to this game. It's pretty crazy. But this is the stage that has been set. It's almost unfair. Like he's the face of the Dodgers postseason failures of past years. Uh, but I'll tell you what, the odds makers and the betters uh, in the betting market camp, they've got confidence in Clayton Kershaw. I thought maybe the number would come down. It just hasn't. 
No, I like Kershaw, and you're right, Dave. It's uh, one bad series years ago against the Cardinals where he got absolutely rocked, and if you really look at his numbers after that game, they've been very strong. I like the Dodgers as well. If you got to take minus one or minus one and a half, and I have it parlayed uh, with Tampa, it's a, it's a big number game, but you don't have to pay juice if it wins. I think the Dodgers got a lot of momentum. I like them with the claw tonight. Listen, there's no denying that Clayton Kershaw's regular season numbers are better than his postseason numbers. But as you stated, you know, he's, he's had a couple of he's had a couple of big games where he got hit hard. But there's also been a couple of real gems that people don't talk mm-hmm. about, right? Uh, shout out to all of our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Barretts. We're kicking it with a raging redhead. Cam stored. Rays and Astros are tied at one right now. We'll keep our eye on this baseball game. It's uh, still early right now. Top of the third uh, inning. Dodgers and Braves. Coming up in a couple hours, we're going to break it down, give you all the props, give you our thoughts, give you the numbers, the analysis uh, for the big game. And, of course, we're going to break down the big NFL game tonight. Uh, oh, that's right. There is no NFL game. Uh, thanks, no, no. Titans. Yeah, yeah Titans, thanks, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, you know what? We, got, we, we didn't get an NFL game tonight. You know what we get tonight, Cam? Instead, the good old Tennessee T-Bank. That's what we got tonight. The Peyton Manning special. The Peyton Manning special. The old Joan Collins special. That's what we Joan Collins special. Well, we got got Sunbelt football, buddy. That's right. Fortunately, fortunately the Sunbelt... Fortunately, the Sun Belt doesn't care about coronavirus, and they're playing. Correct. (laughs) Coronavirus be damned. The Sun Belt takes center stage and get used to the Sun Belt. They might be the only ones left standing uh, when it's all all, uh, said and done. Uh, Listen, we gave you Coastal Carolina plus the points uh, last night. The over fell short, the uh, the main number, uh, because each kid on the team, on both teams, missed an extra point. So instead of 28-28, it was 27-27. It would have gotten to 59. Instead, it was 24-24. It got to 57, but that's why there's alternate numbers. Um, So we're feeling it in the belt, uh, looking at tonight's uh, football game. I got to be honest, uh, Cam, I already put my play in. I put it in a couple of minutes before showtime, actually. I'm looking forward to this football game, and I didn't really think I was going to get a better number, and I see right now it's gone back up. I put 200 bucks on Arkansas State money line. Arkansas State money line. I got a buck 65. I see it at minus 172 right now, but I think Arkansas State are going to win this football game tonight, Cam. I agree with you. And uh, when I did your uh, late night show at midnight last night, I put it in. It was a very good number there. The money line was a lot lower. So I'm equipped too, buddy. We're, all, we're on the Red Wolves tonight. It's all Arkansas State, man. What's your Red Wolf sound effect? <laughs> oh! sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Moranzi. We're kicking it with a raging uh, Red Wolf, uh, Cam Stewart. <laughs> Down boy. <laughs> I mean, listen, you're great with the animal sound effects, but I just love how they're all kind of the same. 
Like if they I are the like same. Yeah. 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 Eagle. Ah, ah, wolf. Oh, like Cam's, Cam's, uh, Cam's <laughs> Cardinal. Uh, Raven, Seahawk. Yep. Raven and Seahawk is the same. Ah, ah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> which could be the Temple Owl. Which could be a Temple ooh. Owl. Hold on. Ooh, 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 ooh. That's an owl. Now, my owl's a little bit different. <laughs> so, what's, uh, who they, so what's Georgia State? Georgia State. Oh, they're, they're the Panthers. Oh, yeah. Mean cats, down boy, down boy. Yeah, the cats. Yeah, we need to get the uh, we need to get the animal sound effects back. I know people really enjoy yeah. your animal sound effects, but I think it'd be yep. cooler. We did this years ago, where whenever we would talk about like, all right, we're taking the Panthers, we would have like that. We'd have a real pounce panther sound effect. Yeah, I like them too. Good call. Metal Matt, like, we'll put that in the thing. Like, you could do mine yeah. for a joke, but, like, let's get professional sound effects. Like, you guys did a great team. job getting all the Van Halen riffs. Now we need animal effects. Exactly. Like Van Halen. I mean, we played every <laughs> Van Halen song in the world in the last two weeks. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> that's fact. We've listened to more Van Halen on this show than Valerie Bertinelli has. <laughs> that's true, Gabe. Very true. <laughs> Arkansas, <laughs> Arkansas State playing three and a half points uh, in this game right now. Money line is minus one seventy-two. Total is uh, seventy-one and a half. High number here, and I'm a little worried. You know, I love my overs, Cam, but I'm a little mm-hmm. bit concerned uh, with this football game only because every everybody I see, uh, every preview I read. Everybody's talking about how this is like one of those automatic. They're like, yeah, it's a high total, but oh no, this one, this one's gonna get there. And I'm telling you, the Sun Belt's a lot like the Mac. Like the totals, like everyone thinks it's gonna get there. It's probably gonna be like, you know, they're probably gonna get into the fifties, not the seventies. Like yeah. the Mac is like that. Well, oh, there's no way this game doesn't go over. Yeah, fast forward to it's twenty four twenty four. Right, it's like, like uh, you're you, you told me but, a long time ago. Yeah, but Arkansas it should. They do put up a lot of points, man. They put up like they 50 do. a week, guys. Yes. But, Gabe, it's like what we've talked about. We've done shows for many years, buddy. It's like what you said, and we know horse racing. At that total, you need a clean ride. You go down there with a couple long drives with a fumble inside and another team has to start and march 90 yards and stuff. That's all it takes is a couple mistakes. And trust me, these teams, they can make those mistakes. So nothing is a lock. People could talk about it. The game should go over the number. I don't see defenses stopping anybody. The offenses are electrifying, but there's no guarantee. And the number's pretty high. When you're dealing with a 71 and a half, 72, that's a pretty high total. These two teams have played six times in their history. In their recent uh, recent history, pretty much on a yearly basis, uh, 2000, yeah, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18, and 19. They didn't play in 2017. Uh, so they played six times. It is five and one to the over. Uh, it mm. is. Um, Georgia State uh, last year won 52 to 38. Uh, the year before that, Arkansas State won 51 35. <laughs> so you see, and that's what sort of people are expecting tonight. And, to be honest, that's sort of what I'm expecting uh, tonight uh, as well um, in in this uh, in this football game. I always I'm always worried though, Cam, laying big numbers, big totals with teams that run the football as much as they do. Yes, and Georgia State are one of those teams, bro. They don't throw the ball, bro. Their no, quarterback right. can't throw. Like he's like he's one of those. It might as well be like a military school. Like you know, you know their deal. 
he throws a bit and not very well. They run the ball, but they run the ball like down your throat and you can't really stop it. Like Mm -hmm. it's constant. They bring in different backs and it's just as constant. So they move in, they move the ball in chunks, but um, looking at this year. So listen, Arkansas state, people were kind of down on them and you hear, well, Arkansas state's defense, this Arkansas uh, defense, that and stuff. Yeah. Well, whatever, Kim, it's not like the Memphis Tigers are a terrible football program, Kim. So they opened up the season against Memphis. They lost 37-24. Oh, yeah, by the way, Arkansas State beat Kansas State, Cam, this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Tell you what, the Sun Belt's racking up wins against the Big 12, huh? (laughs) I'll tell you, yeah, no. They all beat them. Coastal Carolina beat Kansas. Um, Who did Coastal Carolina beat last night? Um, We just bet against them. (laughs) They beat Iowa State. (laughs) Who did Coastal Carolina beat last night? They beat, uh, uh, holy jeez, who was that? Uh, God, it's one day and I can't even remember who we yeah, had. We had them plus nine and a half. Uh, I know that. Oh, jeez, really? Man, I'm old age. <laughs> yeah, I'm too. I'm sweating and choking. Who was it? Oh, Lafayette. We won, we won, you were Lafayette. Ranging Cajuns. Ranging Cajuns. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. they beat Iowa State. I like how Cam's getting redder as he couldn't know the answer. I'd like to see oh, you know, I know. Just... a millionaire. You have a heart attack. <laughs> I know. Man, please, you'd be, please. Man, may Regis Philbin rest in peace, but I, I would love to see you on that show, Cam, just you sweating. I like the thing use, that doesn't like make to, any sense like about all my – Who would you call? I'm getting call? really pissed off. Who would I for a lifeline? And <laughs> uh, not the only thing I'd call Visine Vince about was like Toronto Maple Leaf stuff. Other than that, he's not a good lifeline. He doesn't really I read the paper or anything. He watches you. sports. No, who was the goalie <laughs> the last time the Toronto Maple Leafs won the cup? Yeah. That's right. Who was the third string goalie for the Leafs? Ken Reggett. Oh, okay. Hey, what a win! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah, I so. Care, so. No, I'm just saying the Sun Belt. Sun Belt is really racking up wins, man, against the Big Twelve. It's just, you know, they three are. wins off the top of my head right there. So, you know, this Arkansas the Arkansas State's a decent uh, decent program. And, you know, I like them at home right now. The number has come down. A lot of people like Georgia State plus the points in this game. And, in fact, most of the game previews that I see, Cam, on the gaming sites out there are saying, you know, the, the points are the play in this game. But, I don't know, we'll see if uh, we're right or wrong. That's why uh, FanDuel exists for people to yep. see whether they're right or wrong. But... I think we're going to be right, and I think Arkansas State's going to get it done. You look at Arkansas. Uh, you look at Arkansas uh, State. The win against um, Kansas State. Uh, they lost to Coastal Carolina, and people that was the game that people were down on them. Ken, the Coastal mm-hmm. Carolina hung fifty-two on them, and they went to Coastal Carolina. But anybody, I don't know anyone watched that game last night. Coastal Carolina is good to deal with. I they know they are to deal with this team. I agree. I agree. Speaking of running the football. They run the football. Guys, everything's flashy in today's day and age in football and stuff. Good old-fashioned taking someone out to the woodshed and running a ball down their throat works still, all right? <laughs> it it works now even more because everyone's more finesse. Last night, Lafayette just couldn't get the ball, Ken. Like, we're talking eight-minute drives, nine-minute drives, Coastal Carolina, just, you know. And then when it gets to third and three and stuff, little dink and dunk. Great play calling. I tell you what, like, I mean, and we're not hyping this team up as a national championship contender, obviously, so don't misconstrue our comments here. But Coastal Carolina are 4-0 right now. They're 4-0 against the spread. Watching them, Cam, 
you can just tell, like, they're a football team going in the right. They're a team you want to be on, Cam. You know what I mean? I agree. They got great chemistry, like, everyone. Like, just, you see some teams, you know, they're, you can tell they're they're not standing together on the sidelines. Um, You know, the white guys will celebrate with the white guys only. And then the brothers only, you know what I mean? You can tell these guys are a team. Like, each guy came off the field off, like, you know, like they celebrate like first downs. Like the guy picked up a first down, everyone <laughs> on the sidelines, like the lovers, everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. They all pat the guy on the head. Next guy in. Like I, I just watched it. I was like, these kids are having fun. Coach is doing a great job with this program. 4-0 against the spread cam speaks for itself. So I don't have a problem with Arkansas State losing to this team because I know Coastal Carolina can get it cranked up when they get it going right now. Um, and then – and then they uh, they responded, um, Arkansas State, uh, they responded uh, by putting 50-plus up. So I think Arkansas State uh, are going to get it done. And I think the game does go over the number. But I like Arkansas State more uh, than the total. Uh, but the NBA draft is coming up. You think the NBA is yes. done? No. Nope. Pete Yiannopoulos is stepping up and in in a couple of minutes. Pete Yiannopoulos is going to talk some NBA draft props. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. You think the NBA is over? It's not. It's just the beginning, and the offseason is an especially short one. Uh, this year we've got the nba draft coming up on november november the 18th uh fanduel has props uh, up for the draft uh, right now and it's pretty interesting actually because um the you now the the edwards is a big favorite all right so uh, anthony edwards a big favorite minus 330 to be selected first overall but it doesn't it, there doesn't really seem to be a consensus slam dunk it's not like he's joe burrow or something coming into the nfl draft where it's like, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow's the consent, you know, is slam dunk number one pick. Um, I don't know. Is Anthony Edwards a slam dunk number one pick? Let's bring in our basketball insider, uh, college and NBA, Pete Annapolis, RDS, uh, kicking it with us. Pete, always a pleasure, my man, former assistant coach with the UMass Minute, man. What's up, Pete? Hey, guys. How you guys doing tonight? Doing excellent. Always a pleasure, Pete. Always a pleasure. So, uh, before uh, you know, we'll get we'll get to some college ball, uh, some college talk uh, after because there's uh, big big news coming out of Wichita State uh, right now. But let's talk some NBA uh, draft. As of course, the NBA draft is on November the 18th. Free agency is set to start December the first. The target date is uh, January 18th, guys, to start the season. So the off season is a short one this year. Uh, MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day, uh, great uh, great day to start uh, the season. Uh, the symmetry is perfect, and moving forward, I think we're not. You know, I don't think we're going to see Christmas uh, basketball anymore. Moving forward, guys, I think the season's always going to start in January now. Uh, moving forward, but as far as um, uh, as far as the draft is concerned, Pete. So Anthony Edwards is minus three thirty to be the first um, the 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 consensus pick, and it's funny because a couple of months ago, FanDuel had this stuff up, and it's been bouncing around, and he was kind of like in a pick'em range. I always felt that he's the best player. I think I think it's a weak draft at the top, personally, but I think he's the best of these guys. What's your take? Is Edwards a slam dunk number one top pick? 
Well, I'll tell you one thing. When you look at some of the guys playing in the NBA today out of the University of Marquette, you had Dwayne Wade, you had Jimmy Butler, uh, you had Jay Crowder. They played for Tom Crean. Uh, and here's a guy, Anthony Edwards, that played for Tom Crean, not at Marquette, not at Indiana, but the University of Georgia. So I think he's going to be prepared for the NBA pro game. I think that he fits what the Minnesota Timberwolves need. They need a guy that come in and step in to play next to Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. He fits in that wing position at that two guard and that, that small forward probably will be a two guard is his natural position. He's athletic. He can tax the basket. Um, he has capabilities to defend the basketball. His jumper, inconsistent. But sometimes, you know what? When you see a guy put up like 26 points in the second half of a game like he did early in the season for Georgia, that's just tantalizing for a lot of the scouts. And when you look at the draft, it's not top-heavy like it was last year with Zion, Morant, and R.J. Barrett going 1-2-3. So I think if you're the T-Wolves, you want to really appease Towns, you want to appease Russell and your fan base. I think Edwards is the perfect fit right here. But there's a lot of unknowns in this draft. LaMelo Ball is great. He has a lot of potential, but you know, didn't really play college ball, played overseas. You know, Wiseman, same thing, played a couple of games at Memphis. So, and now you can't really work out the guys like you did before. So, a lot, a lot of uh, efforts have to be in the scouting, and you have to be trusting your scouts that got to see these guys live. But I like Edwards. I like the fact that he played under Tom Crean. Tom Crean has proven to develop a solid and sometimes all stars and some Hall of Fame potential players under his system. That's a great point, isn't it, Cam? As far as what Tom Cream has brought to the table with NBA players, their Correct. mental toughness, their street toughness. He's a great coach. And I got to tell you, as somebody that bet on a lot of Georgia games, I like this kid a lot. You know what I like about him? That he was the best player on the court all the time, and he didn't have a lot of help, uh, Pete. He's used to, like, being the man. You know what I mean? And he's not a selfish kid either. I think, you know, you're right. As far as the players that they have in Minnesota, he's a perfect fit. So, you know, minus 330, it sounds like you think he is the top pick. So the T-Wolves have the top pick. The Golden State Warriors, that's right, guys. The Golden State Warriors. Unbelievable. Oh boy, have the second pick <laughs> in the draft. Really? The question is, are they going to keep it? Do you, if I'm the Warriors, I'm trying to swing this deal, guys. All right? I've already got – I'm not looking to rebuild here. I've got Curry coming back. I've got Wiggins on my team. I've got Clay Thompson coming back. I've got a bunch of vets already. To me, I'm trying to swing this pick and see if I can get a real all-star uh, out of somebody to add what I already have, Pete. Uh, what, do you, what, what do you do if you're the Golden State Warriors? Would you keep the pick? I mean, honestly, does Steve Kerr want to deal with a mellow ball? Like, really? And does, Wise, you know, does Wiseman fit in what they want to do? They put Wiseman in the paint? In the middle? I guess Wiseman would be a better fit for them the ball, wouldn't he be? I think he would be, but I mean, you've seen the value of big guys in the NBA today is really diminished. I mean, you know, put aside the Jokic's and Anthony Davis's and maybe yeah. Joel Embiid. I mean, this is a perimeter type of game right now. I mean, teams are going small ball even more than we've seen before. So I think number one option, Bob Myers and the Warriors are looking to trade that pick. If you can get any type of veteran that could step in, either a center or a power forward or even a swing guy, um, you know, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, you know, their best years are behind them, but they got a, a couple of more years left together in their prime where they can compete for an NBA championship. And I think Steph, when you look at what he's been able to do in terms of his career, 
There's no finals MVP. There's three championships. I think he wants to win a couple of more. But I think the kid from Dayton, Obi Topin, is somebody that I would love to play with the Warriors because he could step in unselfish. All he wants to do is finish at the rim, block some shots, get out in transition. Uh, don't be surprised if they maybe go to him. But I think you got to go with the best player available with that pick. Who is that? Who do the Warriors have slotted there as their top guy? You know, they haven't really tipped off anybody right now, but I think that there's definitely looking to trade that pick and try and get an established NBA guy. But who wants that second overall pick as well? Unless you're a team that really wants to completely rebuild. Um, I think a guy like Clint Capella, if the Hawks really want to, you know, move him, Capella would fit really perfectly with the guys that I just mentioned for the Golden State Warriors. Ooh, Ooh imagine Ooh. that, Cam. Clint Capella, <laughs> that is a nice pick. Clint Capella, yes. he can run. Athletic, yes, he, can he can run. Can. And you're right. Like, that's the thing. You know, if you're a big man and you don't want to pigeonhole people, but it's really the European big man that can still play in the game, Pete, because they can shoot, right? Can James Wiseman, you know, step back and pop a 23-footer? No. <laughs> like, not now. And we don't know. I mean, the kids played like three games or, or something that's like that. <laughs> That's what I want to talk to Pete about. Like, Wiseman, Gabe, you saw it too with all the shenanigans with happened at Memphis, right? He only played a couple games and that thing was over before it started. But when they, at the start of the year, he was like a can't miss. Oh, number one guy, raw talent, this and that. He's five to one on the board, Pete. I got to ask you though, like, that's the thing. Like, he, 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 look, he looks the part, but we don't really know. We don't really know what he brings to the table. Would you take that risk and say, you know what? His upside, even though a little bit raw, this is a guy we got to go out and get? Again, uh, it's a great point, my man, Cam, but the the ability of the scouts to really see these guys play, interview them, see what type of motor they have, what type of um, you know demeanor they have off the court, what type of values they have. Golden State has become you know one of those franchises, elite franchises like the Spurs were, where not only do they win, but they win the right way with great players and great people. And I don't think they're going to try and jeopardize that. But all these guys, they're not a finished product after year one. The only guys that were finished products really come Coming out of high school is guys like LeBron James or Kevin Durant. Uh, even Kobe wasn't really didn't dominate his first year. He had to learn to play a little bit on the come off the bench. So these guys need time to develop. You have to see what their upside is. But I think, you know, the Warriors in this situation, a guy like Wiseman, you know, could block shots, could rebound. Uh, and there's upside. But when I look at the draft two years ago, okay, guys, remember this draft. Number one, DeAndre Ayton. Phoenix, hometown guy, really can't miss. Number two, Marvin Bagley out of Duke. Number three, Luka Doncic. How do, don't you not draft Luka Doncic, man? They're yeah. out of their minds. You got to go with perimeter guys that could handle the ball and make things happen. I'm sorry, big guys today in the NBA, you know, all those guys, they just want to shoot threes and handle the ball. They're not even that good to do that. They got to get in the post and go to work. I think you got to go with guards if you're at the top or wing guys that can handle the ball and make things happen because big guys, you know, overvalued right now. And I don't think I'm going to put in, you know, $15 million to a long-term contract to a guy like James Wiseman in the top three pick. That's just me. All right. We've got uh, somebody asking about Mason Jones, but we'll get to him, a uh, kid out of Arkansas. Um, you know, it could be a first rounder, but later uh, in the draft. But like, speaking of internationals, what can you tell us about the uh, the kid that plays for uh, for Tel Aviv, an international player? Love these international players to play in the Euro League, uh, Pete and Denny Avija. What can you tell us about this kid? I don't know much about him. 
Well, uh, he's the wild card of the draft. He's the wild card because he's, you know, Israeli. He played overseas. And one of my good friends was an assistant coach with the Israeli, Israeli team. Serbian so I, he's got the Serbian yeah, too, which has been successful. They can play basketball. You know, they're tough. Right. And what he's told me, and I've asked my friend, you know, what makes this kid good? And the thing that he told me is that, number one, he's tough. So that is an attribute that you need to have in today's NBA. He's a shot maker. He's a scorer. He's intelligent with a high IQ. He's got a little swag with the ball and can make things happen. Not the greatest defender. But who is today? And you don't need to be a great defender today because you know what? Nobody plays defense today. You got to be able to score if you want to be successful in the NBA. He's a guy that has good size at six foot nine. He's not going to be a franchise guy, but he's going to be a guy that's a really good piece. Probably tops up as a number two guy on a team, but more as a number three guy on a team. So it depends on the expectations. If you get a guy like him, if you're Golden State, Less pressure. You know, you got Curry, you got Clay, you got Draymond yeah, and Wiggins yeah. there. You could ease him in. But if you take him, you know what, first, or you take him third with, you know, with a franchise. Exactly. <laughs> shout out, shout out yeah. to Jerry. Hey, shout out to Jerry Cross, the right, guy who here, built the Hang in here, Pete. More. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Decisions continues. Uh, we'll get back to the college uh, football game. We're talking basketball right now with Pete Annapolis. Love talking hoops. Uh, Houston Astros, unfortunately, though, have taken a 3-1 lead uh, right now. 3-1 uh, Astros. Um, they're in the uh, the fourth inning, bottom of the fourth inning. So we'll keep our eye on the baseball game. Pete Annapolis, uh, RDS television, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen, kicking with us uh, with uh, Team Calipari. We'll get into some college ball in a minute. We can stick on the draft. But just quickly, let's let's talk about LaMelo Ball here, actually. Another ball brother. And so, you know, Lonzo is a good player. He struggled, obviously, in the bubble uh, with his shot. But Lonzo has come along. It's taken a little while. I didn't think – I thought the Lakers shouldn't have taken him. I was a De'Aaron Fox guy at the time. Uh, and I think I, I, I was correct in that. And I don't, I don't think it's fair, Pete and Cam. I don't think it's fair – we can't be held responsible for things that our siblings do, right? What our yep. father does or what our brothers do. It has nothing to mm-hmm. do with LaMelo, but it does. <laughs> so it doesn't and it does. And for me personally, I, I would need a damn good reason. Like if he's equal with another guy, Pete, I'm taking the other guy. I don't want the sideshow. But to talk to me about this kid, what's your professional opinion on him? He played with men in Australia, and being the degenerate that I am, I, I bet on this league. The New Zealand Breakers are my team. Um, <laughs> but uh, as everyone knows, <laughs> the New, Zealand New Zealand, I love the NBL. <laughs> the basketball. Uh, yes, I'm, big, nice. I'm a big NBL fan. But I just I have a hard time trusting a ball. I, I just do, Pete. Am I wrong? And I tell you what, and I know how GMs think and owners think. I know they think the same thing, bro. I guarantee you. If a GM tells his owner, listen, we're seriously, we're thinking about drafting ball with the with the, first, the second, third pick. 
you know the owner's going to tell him, all right, but you, you, you better you better be right about this, right? You know there's going to be trepidation. Am I wrong, Pete? No, you're absolutely right. I would echo your sentiments. And, you know, the first time I saw LaMelo Ball was on the highlight tape. Uh, did he score 100 points or something? And he never went back on defense. So that was the first time a lot of us saw him. I think he's improved. I think playing professionally, I think, um, you know, Australia develops a lot of good players. They play a good bout of basketball. And your acumen is all over the world, man. So you see all the best players, no matter where they are, Gabe. So I'll give you credit for that. But I'll <laughs> well, tell no, you what, thing. No, again, about Maccabee, Tel Aviv, but I'll tell you why. Because I'm on the air when they play. All right? Those Euro games. Those Euro games, Pete. Give me nighttime. Oh, I'll tell you about the Filipino league, the Korean league, the whatever league. Yeah, yeah, but sorry, Pete. Go on. <laughs> no, and listen, LaMelo Ball is a very talented young player. Um, you know, with his size, about 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he could see over the defense. He could handle the ball. He gets to the rim. He's got an explosive first step. Uh, he could facilitate. He could distribute. If you just look at this guy and you don't look at his last name or who his father is, you'd be like, man, this guy's a definitely a top five, maybe top three pick. Because he really uh, translates in today's NBA. Uh, a guy that could pass, shoot, rebound. Um, defense is not really a priority or strength for him. But it's not really for a lot of the young players. But I think he's an interesting pick. And you have to take that you know, that chance. If you're a franchise uh, that has the maturity level, that has the players that could you know, um, draft a kid like this and mold him and cultivate him and develop him, then you're not afraid. If you're a team that's desperate and you want to take the best player on the board, then you just might go ahead. If you're the New York Knicks and LaMelo Ball is there, then you got to take him because that's the New York Knicks. They'll take the really the most dysfunctional player in the draft, and it's going to be you know chaos and made-for-TV drama every single day. Um, having said that, I think he's still a good, young, talented player, but we've seen what Lonzo, who's pushed his dad to the side, uh, and, and, and my contacts with the Pelicans are saying that, you know, LeVar is not involved anymore or really at a limited a limited space. I think Magic Johnson enabled that pick. And what did I say before, guys, on that draft of two years ago? You got Aiton and you got Bagley, and then they took, you know, Luka Doncic was there. Look at the draft that Lavalonzo Ball was. Who went first? Markel Fultz. And who went third? Jason Tatum, a probably a Hall of Famer. Drafting could really make or break franchises. And I think in this situation, GMs um, have to make the right decision because you could be in a lot of trouble if you pick the wrong guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Just ask uh, the Raptors about <laughs> Andrea Bargnani. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, Tyrone Lou. Tyrone Lou gets the, uh, the coaching job with the Clippers. Do you like this move? Was Doc Rivers to blame? Is Lou the right guy here for the Clippers? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, Tyron Lou was next to Doc Rivers, and what did he bring to that team? I mean, Ballmer paid him probably the highest paid associate head coach in the NBA. And all I saw him is sit there laughing with Sam Cassell, making jokes throughout the whole series and all the whole playoffs. And in 2016, I'm sorry, but the, the, coach that I, the, the, the coach that really held LeBron accountable and got the Cleveland Cavaliers to where they needed to be was David Blatt. Tyrone Lue got in there, and you know what happened? Draymond Green got suspended in Game Five, <laughs> and then you know what? The Lake, the, the Cavaliers were alive. So uh, I respect Tyrone Lue. Um, he's been there. He's been an assistant. He's been a head coach. He has the championships. Nobody will take that away from him. But why would you hire 
the assistant or the associate head coach to the guy that couldn't get it done. It's going to be the same country club atmosphere with Kawhi and Paul George. You need somebody there out of the box. Somebody that's going to hold those guys accountable. Somebody's going to make them play defense. Somebody's going to be more innovative on the offensive end. Because with Doc Rivers, it was one-on-one Kawhi, one-on-one Paul George, one-on-one Lou Williams. You need a coach that's going to have a system that's going to actually move the ball there and they're going to be able to really maximize their potential on the offensive end. I'm not really, really, really hyped up on this pick. Sorry about that. Love the emotion. I like him. Oh, hey, I love not, it. Not, not, not a fan. But usually, I was like, "Yeah, it's a good pick." Pete, Pete said, "No, it's yeah. a bad pick." It's, I can't it's, imagine it's, Tyron Lue getting in Kawhi Leonard's face. Kawhi, I, I need to that's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> and Gabe and Pete, Gabe, you saw the article. Like when I was doing it in my news broadcast, it's like all the players are like, "Oh, we love him. Bring him here." That's not what you want. You got sometimes these guys need to be. You know, I'm with you, Pete. Like it's not. A, it shouldn't be a country club. You had the talent. You should have been winning the whole championship, and you went out like that. You can't have a guy that's a yes man. That's not going to work. Let me ask you, Pete, uh, for our boy here, uh, Jake, that asked about uh, Mason Jones. Uh, we like to, uh, uh, you know, we like to um, to respond to our listeners and our viewers. What about the kid from Arkansas? Well, you know, Arkansas are really a football school, but at the same time, they're trying to become what they used to be when they had Four Nolan Richardson and they had those greats. Yeah, with Todd Day <laughs> and Lee Richardson. Mayberry and Scotty Thurman and Corliss uh, Williamson. I think that I know the kid. I'm, I'm too aware. I'm yeah. aware. I'm aware. They beat us. <laughs> well, what you're looking for in this kid is he, ha- he has the ability to shoot the ball. He's a good athlete. He can get to the rim. Uh, and he's a guy that could defend. So, again, young player. I think that has some experience. I think that if you're looking at the draft from about 10 to about 30, Anybody could go at any place, and he's a kid. He reminds me a little bit, too, of the kid Jaden McDaniels from Washington who was a top prospect, but, you know, doesn't have that motor. If kids could play hard every single time, you're going to have value uh, for what you can bring every single day that you step on a training camp for the head coach and then in those preseason games and the, and the regular season games. I think he's going to be a good pick, probably a sleeper pick, within that top 15, maybe slip into the first round. It all depends. From what I'm hearing, 10 to, like, 40 is wide open on the table. All right, Pete Annapolis uh, kicking it. we got a couple more minutes with Pete. Great stuff uh, talking basketball right now. So, uh, Pete, I know you're connected to everybody. Um, There's a situation going on right now with Wichita State in which uh, there's allegations against Greg Marshall. The the university has hired a firm to investigate. Um, And, you know, listen, number one, let's just say allegations, um, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. But number one, there's no, there's no sex, nothing of any sexual nature. All right. So there's nothing of any sexual nature. There's nothing of any, uh, um, I was going to say serious abuse of me. It's not Penn State. It's not Baylor. It's not one of these things. What it seems to me we have is an old fashioned coach cut from the Bobby Knight uh, school here. And I always have a problem with he verbally abused us. You know what I mean? He verbally abused us. Uh, you know, he called a kid on a team fat all the time. The kid was fat. Like, you got a scholarship to play basketball, kid. Lose some weight. All right? Um, there, A kid parked in his parking spot cam on campus. Yep. He punched. He tried to punch the kid. He tried to reach through the kid's window and, like, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Uh, the more serious accusations that he allegedly strangled an assistant coach once during a practice, and that uh, he, he punched players during practice. 
Now, the thing is, six kids left the team. And another thing is, I don't hear Fred Van Fleet coming to his defense right now, but... You know what? What I know you know him, Pete. So I'm not trying to put you know in a tough spot. So me personally, I think we have to look at each incident, like you know, you know, parcel each incident. But what are you hearing about this? And uh, and uh, what are your thoughts on the situation at Wichita State? Is he going to get through this? It, it, it's a difficult situation. Um, I spoke to Coach Marshall yesterday. Um, you know, he's a he's a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. He's a coach that's won. Um, and has made the Wichita State Shockers uh, relevant. I mean, they went to the Final Four. We're only speaking about Wichita State because of what Greg Marshall was able to do, cultivating, developing the Fed Van Vliet's, the Clean Anthony Earleys, the Bakers, the Landry Shamets. But there has been, you know, situations where there's been a lot of transfers on that team. And when you lose six players, there has, there's a reason for it. Um, there's a reason where Coach Marshall's an old-school coach. He really holds those kids accountable. Uh, but there's a way to holding kids accountable. And there's a big difference, as you mentioned, Bobby Knight from the 1980s to what the era we are today. Uh, there, there's some serious allegations here that came out. Uh, they're going to do the investigation. Um, Greg Marshall made a statement, and I will leave it at that. My conversation with him will remain private, uh, but he wants the truth to be told, and he's looking forward to that chance for the whole truth to come out. Um, I think it's it's a guy that's won a lot. He's loved at Wichita State. He's had opportunities to leave uh, for bigger jobs, but he's always wanted to stay there for what he's built. So uh, it's unfortunate. I think today's kids, we have to hold them accountable but there's there's ways there's a line that you cannot yeah, cross yeah. and we'll leave it to the investigation to make sure that coach marshall did not cross that line and if he did he should be held accountable just as much as he holds his players accountable as well listen i've choked a producer before you know what i mean like emotions are gonna run high right emotions emotions run high uh sometimes <laughs> like it just it just is and as you stated, we're in a new era now where certain certain ways of coaching. Me and Cam, Cam we, you and I talk about it all the time, man. Mm-hmm. I played hockey, and our coach used to hit us with his stick all the time. Like our, in practice. And fire pucks like at us and stuff. Oh, I know. Okay, nah, that was man, regular. He'd hit mm-hmm. you in the ass with the stick. He'd skate by. That's what we do. It wasn't a love yep. tap. Like, it was, hey, Marenzi, pick it up. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, and I didn't call the newspaper after. Like, no, we did. That's that was the norm. You know what I said to I myself? Know. I better skate faster and practice next exactly. time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's true, buddy. It's true. I better skate faster <laughs> and practice uh, next time. You know, I'm I I believe in the kids, and I hate I don't like uh, I don't like a lot of stuff about college and stuff. But from what I see from this, me personally, it's more like listen, just you know. He needs some counseling and that, listen, kids are a little different nowadays, all right? You can't say these things to them because they're going to start crying. <laughs> all right? That's, that's the way we'll put it. We got breaking news. Le- Le'Veon Bell signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. City Chiefs. Oh, boy. Wow. Great. Chiefs, yeah, Chiefs ain't playing around. Hey, that's, no, that's they're, they're, no, they're not. Right? They don't know. Oh, yes. teams. Well, I don't know. He's got attitude. He's got, I don't know. I don't know. Good teams are like, sign him. <laughs> yeah, talent. exactly. Talent. Good teams, talent, <laughs> talent, talent. Hey, they got an ultra-talented running back available on the cheap. Sign him. Sign him. Great stuff as always, Pete. Later, Pete. Thank you, guys. Have- 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, game time decisions continues. Man, we could talk bas- I could have talked basketball for hours with Pete. Could have just talked about all the different topics. We didn't even get into uh, the fact that the Knicks supposedly want to get Russell Westbrook um, into uh, into Manhattan because yeah, that's a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a match made in heaven. All right, so great, great stuff uh, with Pete Annapolis. I don't know, man. We'll 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 break down the draft more, but there are a lot of things can happen, Cam. A lot of things can yes. happen, but it sounds like he thinks Anthony Edwards is a good fit for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, and you talk about it like it's shocking, Gabe. In a, in a draft this close, like the difference between, you know, people were talking about ball. On Fandle, he's minus 330. That's very close to – I'm not going to say Joe Burrow, 12, like 15, 20, and then it was like 30 to 1 by oh, draft day. Crazy stuff like that. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, right? Flash, you want to sell tickets. Exactly. You know, like bring that little Baldwin kid in here and see what happens. There's no, he's flashy. He's no longer that. You know? He's a better scorer no than Lonzo. Like Lonzo is yes. a passer. This kid's a scorer. This kid scores – but I don't know. I, I wouldn't want him on my team. Like me personally, I, 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 wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want him on my team. All right, so it's 3-2 in a baseball game. Uh, See the picture? A lot of baseball For Houston? Is his name Scrub? Is that Andre Scrub? Wow, that's a tough name to have if you're, you're a Scrub. That's weird, man. Yeah, Andre Scrub. An athlete. That's what I'm saying. It's like, he could be, he could be, not for an athlete game, correct. I hope Scrub serves one up here. That would be really good. Come on, to Scrub. Being a relief pitcher with the name Scrub is like a female yes. pitcher with the last That's, name Shank. Shank, exactly. Or blew it. Remember the guy on pit? Blew it. You blew it. Mike blew it, though, in the network. Goal, 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 goalie's <laughs> name, five hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Sam Siv. Sam Siv, yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right, so uh, on the other yeah, side, we'll scrub- break down the college football game. Starts at 730 Eastern, but we are on Arkansas yep. State money line in this game. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.